welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good, just done a couple of podcasts, which you'll hear about in a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, been alright, been alright. Um, apart from, I seem to have pulled a muscle in my leg on an unrelated note, and... I'm not sure why, but uh, there we go. So I'm currently dealing with that. Uh, what have you been playing in the last week or so? Uh, well, the new uh, content patch for Fallout 76, the uh, Broken Steel story pack came out. Um, for those people not following Fallout 76 after they got their act together, um, mm-hmm. they do little story packs. They try to do them once a month. They don't always hit that mark, but they get close. And it's usually like a five to seven hour story pack. Uh, it helps in the in the game. It helps give it you know some content, which it desperately needs. So outside of that, haven't really had a chance to play a whole lot. I did finish that up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the DLC? Yeah, the Story. DLC. Okay, was it good overall? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, technically, I can't call it DLC because it's part of their uh, their oh, yeah, live game. service. Yeah, they're, well, they're, it's a live service for one. Thankfully, one you don't have to pay for if you don't want to after you buy the game. Um, but it's not like a giant pack of content. It's more like just little content added in. Um, DLC, you think of like, you know, massive stories like Blood and Wine or, uh-huh. you know, any big expansion of the game. This is like, you know, five-hour little addendum. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Anything else you've been playing? I really haven't had time. Okay, fair enough. Um so I uh, finally got to play Beat Saber. Um, I basically went online because instead of buying it off the PlayStation Store, which was like £25, and I don't know if it ever got a discount, uh, I basically Googled Beat Saber, looked in the shopping tab, and went from there. Um, I think it's a very good game, but it feels a little bit empty to me, and... The strange thing about it is I looked in, like, the track section and stuff like that, and the game won't let me buy anything. Uh, there's, like, a Linkin Park um, music bundle and stuff and all these other ones, and I was like, oh, I, I might not buy it, but I'll see how much it is. And it was like, we can't show you this content, so I couldn't do anything about that. Uh, the campaign's pretty good. Um I, I just, I mean, there's there's certain songs that I've kind of, like, I don't know and things like that. Um, but the general gameplay and stuff is very good. It's very satisfying when you get things right and you swipe the things in the right direction and whatever else you've got to do. I've got to one of the points in the game, and you can't really spoil Beat Saber, so, um, where uh, you get these, like, you get your normal squares and stuff that pop up and it shows you what direction you've got to cut in. And then it will spin around... And then the arrow will disappear. So you've got to sort of remember what way it was pointing. And what way it's going to end up now. Um, I did put it down for a couple of weeks and stuff. It's it's good for a workout as well. I've, I've heard a lot of people say like. Oh it's really good for like a morning workout or whatever. I don't know that I would do that in the morning. But uh, yeah if you want something to like tire you out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty good for that kind of like PSVR type experience as well. So like the, the overall game I think is really really good. It just feels a little bit... It's it's a, it's just a little bit like, okay, you either play the campaign and you play a bunch of random songs, or you buy uh, the packs of the other songs, which I can't currently do. It's got a... Mo- I think it had a multiplayer option, which I didn't click on yet. 
Um, so it just feels like a very good game with just not a whole lot of content. But the what the game pretty much wants you to do is play through the campaign and stuff. So, But I've only played it. Um, I only paid like £11 for it, which is pretty good. And I own it, so that's good as well. But I it wonder might be if one... the uh, content restriction is due to licensing in your area. I don't know. don't know. It just said like we... Like this content isn't available or something, so it I could, all I could do was click on OK or back and and that was it. But yeah, that might be maybe that is an issue or something. Um, uh, d- do you know if they got like different music for America and the UK or if it tries to do like a global thing? Um, that I really don't know because I don't have a VR either for my computer or my PlayStation, and I don't really play VR games, so I wouldn't know about that. Uh huh. Yeah. One thing I'd really like to do, um, you could probably either do it by disc or USB, is download a bunch of songs onto a USB, put that into the console, and then select that and let me just let me play through like twenty songs of my own choice. The only problem with that I suppose is you're putting in uh audio basically and that audio could be anything and it would probably have to sync up to the game in a certain way. That's probably why they have it so that you buy certain songs because that would be built in because it's got a match with the certain beats and all that with the gameplay and stuff so um because otherwise you could do things something like put one of our podcasts on there and that wouldn't work with it at all <laughs> so um yeah so i i, I don't know best that's, that's something I'd, I'd like to do is just kind of put like 20 of uh not my own songs 20 songs of my choice just on there um Whatever. I suppose, like, the only other way around that, I suppose, is if you just have a music store that you can search, but then that gets into licensing and things, doesn't it? So, um, because then you're kind of putting the, the other music into the game. Like, if I could go on and on there and, like, not not put a USB in the, in the console, but, like, search for a song and download it, I would prefer to, like, do that. Uh, but again, that probably digs into a whole bunch of licensing problems, as you said. So, so yeah, good game. Just not quite like feeling it with all the the songs and things. There's a few that like sound really good. I just don't know what some of them are. So, yeah, uh, I have started Mafia One as well. There was the remastered trilogy. Um, I'm not going to bother with two and three. I've already played two before, and three isn't a very good game. Uh, having a good time with Mafia One. It's it's very very good. The story is very intriguing. There's not much. There there is like an open world. There's not much you can do within it. But the the game very much wants you to do a linear story in an open world. But the only the way that kind of works is just basically driving around the big open world and doing story stuff in there. It's interesting the way that works out actually as well because sometimes you'll get into a car to drive to a mission and you can press skip drive. Like you press uh, the the down button or whatever, and you can just skip that drive and you're back at your you you're right there at the destination, which I guess is just a bit of a time saver. So, uh, but it's very good. Um, once I got used to the controls and the way the car's controlled, I thought it was very good. Uh, it's got some interesting characters. It it is kind of your typical mafia storyline and and that sort of thing, but it's still quite good at what it tries to do and everything. Uh, technically very sound. Um, the weapons are quite cool to use. Uh, the only thing I don't like sometimes in the story is, like with the one that I did earlier today, uh, like a character will give you a shotgun or like a certain weapon or you pick up a sniper or whatever and you're forced to use that and that will replace what weapon you have. Um, so sometimes that doesn't quite work so well but you kind of adapt to the situation I guess. Um, 
but no, the shooting's pretty good once you get used to it. The cars are good once you get used to them. And uh, I kind of wanted one of them sort of GTA uh, style games. So this is, this is kind of filling that void quite nicely because I'd like to play Cyberpunk, but it doesn't run properly. So I'm not going to, as I discussed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, have you heard of any of the Mafia games or anything? I've heard of them. I've never had the desire to play them. So. Okay. Okay, but uh, that's going pretty well. I've heard the story's fairly short, and it feels like I'm getting towards the end of it. There's some like big things that are happening, so uh, yeah, I'll look forward to continuing with that as well. So uh, the other game I kind of dipped into for literally about ten minutes just to see what it was like was was uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising, the Ubisoft game. Basically, this is Ubisoft doing Zelda Breath of the Wild meets Assassin's Creed. And from what I've played so far, it kind of works. Um, obviously, you know, it's got nothing to do with Assassin's Creed, so it's got a fresh story. <clears throat> which was one of my problems with Assassin's Creed in the end was the story. Um, but basically, it takes a lot of those gameplay elements and things. The one thing I really do not understand at all, and it, the game does not need. Um, from the moment that you're booting the game up and adjusting brightness and all that sort of stuff. To browsing the menus, you have like a Destiny mouse style thing. And there's absolutely no need for the game to do that at all, unless it's gonna unless there's gonna be, excuse me, something that comes up later that is relevant to that. But it very much feels like it's trying to have like the menu of Destiny, an Assassin's Creed type of thing, because some of the Assassin's Creed games recently have like the, uh, thing like that as well, like this mouse type of thing, like almost like a computer mouse type of thing, um, like a cursor. Uh, so they're trying to adapt that, I guess, but it's very, very Breath of the Wild. E- even to the point where I started climbing at the beginning of the game, and you've got a stamina meter that's it, it, that's very, very Breath of the Wild esque sort of thing. And hey, if it can, if it can take, <clears throat> if it can take the better parts of Assassin's Creed and Zelda and put a good game together, and then tell me a good story and be uh, pretty good gameplay wise, then then I'll I'll, I'll play the rest of it. Um, the, the the dialogue sometimes at some points is a bit like flat and stuff, but it's it's still relatively good. The story is kind of all right so far, because uh, you get quite a lot of it in ten minutes actually, because there's like narrations and things. Um, but they they give you a little like combat tutorial that seems all right so far. So overall, it's it's looking it's looking all right so far. So I'll probably jump into that once I finish the first Mafia game, and then I'll decide what I'm gonna do. After that, uh, have you seen any of that or played any of it or anything? I haven't played any of uh, Phoenix Riding, but I have seen the gameplay of it, and I was watching for about five minutes. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of that meme to where it says, "Hey, can I copy your work?" So it's like, yeah, I just changed <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit, and that's that's pretty much that. Yeah, that's that's Immortal Phoenix Rising. Uh, they went to Assassin's Creed. They said, "Hey, can we take some ideas from you?" Sure. And then they went to Breath of the Wild and said, "Can we take some ideas from you?" Sure. And then for some reason went over to Destiny and said, can we use the cursor thing? Because uh, it, it's literally, the, the cursor thing is literally um, when you're adjusting the brightness and contrast at the start, you have to hover that cursor over to the little click thing in the tab for brightness and actually like click click, uh, click and drag it. It's very, It's like, why can't you just put a button at the end for me to just click a couple of, like, have it as a, there's no reason for it to do that. So I know it's kind of nitpicky and whatever, but as soon, like, as soon as the game boots up, it gives you that. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's got a cursor. Like, there's there's no need for that at all. Um, so, 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, some good stuff I'm playing at the moment. Looking forward to jumping back to Immortal and everything. Or Immortals Phoenix Rising, I think it's called. Um, so yeah, we'll see how all that goes. But uh, playing Mafia 1 mainly at the moment. Still playing COD, obviously. Just normal kind of stuff over there. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about as well. We, we will be talking about FIFA 22 here in a little bit. But uh, decided to finish my time with FIFA 20. And mine and my dad's career mode on FIFA 20. Uh, I've had FIFA 21 for a bit of time. I, I knew we were going to jump to it eventually, so I just kind of had it on standby. Um, it's funny, like some people look, some people, you know, quite rightly, I think, look at FIFA every year and think, okay, you made a couple of gameplay changes, and you updated the teams, and you changed the kits. I, I think FIFA 22 at the moment is a lot better than FIFA 21. There's certain things. That me and my dad have both pointed out to each other. Of like, oh, you can actually like pass the ball here properly, or do this or that. Because uh, one of the one of our biggest problems with FIFA 20 was there'd be certain times where like he'd be controlling a player, and I, I would like make a run into the box and you know try to he would try to pass it to me or whatever. And in FIFA 21, he'd never be able to get the pass over because the pass would always be too short. Um, it's funny because we switched to, switch to FIFA 21 and there's been a lot of passes where we're, we're used to trying to put too much power on it because of what FIFA 20 was. And there's been times where we've like kicked the ball out of play by accident because the, the, the ball, you can really make the ball go quite far. And that, that's a better problem to have, which is having problems with kicking the ball too far as opposed to not far enough. Because then it means that you can dial back what you're doing a little bit and make the pass work. And the times that we have been able to do that, uh, we sort of looked at each other and was like, wow, there's, we were never able to make those passes on uh, FIFA 20. There's been times where, um, like I said, he'll be on the other side, I'll be making a run into the box, and he'll actually put like a good amount of power on his cross, get the ball over to me and we'll score. And it's like, we we, ne- we just never did that on FIFA 20. It was always just, we tried to do short passes and stuff. So that that's really changed the way that we've like been able to play the game. Because at, at some point in FIFA 20... I remember saying to him, like, let's just not cross the ball into the box anymore because we can't seem to do anything with it. But um, we tried it with this, and the way we were trying to score before, we were able to kind of do it more now. We don't score every single time, obviously, uh, but the ball's able to reach in places that we want it to, which is which is a lot better. Um, there was even a part today where I was making a run with, like, Cavani, who's a really good striker, and... Uh, he had one of the wingers or whatever, and he crossed the ball, and I headed it, and it went in. And we we we, were just, we shouldn't be surprised by that, but just how the game was before with FIFA 20, it's just so much better. Uh, I am doing a personal season as well, where I'm playing on my own. Uh, that's going pretty well. So um, the shooting's a little bit strange, although we've kind of got used to that and scored a couple of surprising goals. Um, and just on a difficulty level as well, the game feels a lot more balanced. Um, as well like there's uh, like because i haven't adjusted any of the sliders i basically put it on world class and it feels like at certain points we'll need to work a bit harder to do things like score or win back the ball but we also feel reward more rewarded for certain things that we're doing whether the game keeps up with that we have yet to see but um so far with my experience with 21 it's a lot better than 20 there's still like problems now and again with certain things but um we're just able to play more of the way that we want to which is good um any thoughts on any of that no like i've said a few times i'm not really a sports game guy regardless of which sport it actually is um i've never had fun in them when you try to do anything online there's Uh i mean there's some single player in the story 
And if you're a fan of like a, a super fan of a team, it's fun to make that team win everything. Yeah. But outside of that, it's just not really a game genre I've ever enjoyed playing a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, we've had a lot of fun playing that as well. So, and uh, we'll talk, be talking about FIFA 22 here in a minute. Um, but let's do some housekeeping first. Let you know what we've been doing on Entertainment Talk, and then we'll get into some news after. See you for all that in a second. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show okay so recently on entertainment talk did a couple of podcasts before I jumped on this one with Robert um, did a one for the world of the last of us podcast talking about Lev a character spotlight he is a, a new character for the last of us part 2 and I talked about his journey and everything and uh, also the fact that the person that models the character also voices and performs the um, like motion capture for the for the character, which is a little bit unusual in certain uh, situations. But uh, yeah, Ian Alexander did everything for the character, which was cool. So talk about the character's journey and everything else like that, which was cool. <clears throat> did a podcast called uh, Why the DCU the DCEU is failing and the MCU is succeeding. Just doing a little bit of comparison between the two of them. And talking about what's working with what and what's not working with other things. Uh, Just based on looking at what's happened with both those universes and franchises. What's kind of coming up and why I'm just more excited with what the MCU is currently doing. I didn't give any spoilers in there for Black Widow because Black Widow is very, very recent. But I did talk talk about like other events from previous in in the MCU and stuff. Uh, So just, just kind of a general chat about looking at the two big DC and Marvel franchises that are competing against each other because they both make the same 
genre of uh, films. So that was fun to do as well. Uh, did a little podcast on England losing the Euros final to Italy. Just 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 some loose kind of thoughts and stuff. Didn't do any like player ratings like I do with the United cast. Why I think uh, England lost. What should have happened. And also talking about um, the situations with Rashford, Saka and uh, Sancho as well and everything else that happened with all that uh, did a preview podcast for Ted Lasso season 2 that's called The American Coach uh, the actual name for the podcast um, that did get nominated for an Emmy today as well which was which was very very good um, that is now available on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts and uh, podcast services and all that sort of thing I had a little bit of trouble getting it onto iTunes because basically iTunes has changed the way that you submit podcasts it's now quite stupid and just was changed unnecessarily and it's just unnecessarily sort of difficult uh, but managed to get that on there which is good and that starts on the 23rd Friday which I think is, is that next Friday I think um, so uh, that's going to be for the second season of Ted Lasso but you can subscribe to that on uh, iTunes podcast services you can also just search for entertainment talk and subscribe to the main feed where you get all of the episodes including gaming talk so you can look at that I uh, did a podcast as well called three Batman and the Flash taking a look at the Flash film for next year and also taking a look at Robert Pattinson's Batman. Because we are next year in 2022. Going to have three different actors playing Batman on screen. Uh, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson. Two of them are going to be in the Flash film. And one's going to be in his own solo the Batman film. So just took a look at the situation over there. And what might happen and all that sort of stuff. Um, did another podcast for uh, Funny Monsters. It's for Monsters at Work on Disney+. Plus. It's the sequel series to Monsters Inc. The Pixar film. Uh, that's also now available on iTunes again. Same problem that I had. iTunes is weird now. So uh, that's available. I'm subscribed to it myself on uh, iTunes. So that one's definitely up there. The Ted Lasso one's slightly newer. So you might not quite find that yet. But uh, have a look around. And uh, see if you can find both those iTunes feeds. Um, but that's for season. I had a double season premiere. Season 1, episodes 1 and 2. For Monsters at Work on Disney Plus, and that's back for episode three tomorrow on Wednesday. So look out for those. Uh, as I said a bit earlier, uh, Black Widow is now out. You can either buy it on premium access, which I wouldn't recommend because it actually is more expensive than cinemas. Um, but I gave it a must-see review for Black Widow. I really, really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed what it set up for the next part of the MCU. As for the Black Widow film, uh, last week on Gaming Talk we talked about Casey Hudson and his new development with his studio, GTA 6 and some rumours and stuff there, and the Nintendo Switch OLED model as well. We discussed all of that. Uh, me and Robert did a film review last week for The Tomorrow War. We gave it a skip review. We basically spent a lot of time on that podcast also recommending other films <laughs> as well. Uh, that did get greenlit for a sequel actually. Amazon's uh, greenlit it for, for another film because it basically did really well. So... Yeah, uh, we got another Tomorrow War film coming up. Uh, did another film review. It's called um, Believe Me, The Abduction of Lisa McVeigh, based on the true story of the abduction of Lisa McVeigh. I gave that a must-see rating. Very, very good. Uh, that's available on Netflix in the UK. It's not a Netflix film, so you might find it somewhere else as well in other territories. But uh, if you're in the UK, you should be able to find that on Netflix. And that's everything we've been doing on Entertainment Talk. You can also, you can also find us on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news.
Alright, I've had this picture open for a while, so I'm going to start with this first. Uh, so we got with Nintendo the Super Smash Brothers genre, and there was at one point the PlayStation All-Stars game from Sony. I think they should probably make another one, actually, since they've got some new characters since then. But, uh, you're right there? Uh, yeah. But uh, Nickelodeon has done an announcement trailer today themselves, and they're going to take a stab at it themselves. It's called Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, official announcement trailer. It's about a minute and a half, two minutes. It shows a bunch of characters, obviously, like the Ninja Turtles, SpongeBob, a bunch of other characters. Um, and, of course, people started speculating about, you know, adding, I think it was Jimmy Neutron and some other characters as well. They only showed two of the Turtles in the trailer but i'm guessing they'll probably you know if, you, if you're gonna have the turtles in something you've got to have all four of them really to uh let's be honest um i think this sounds kind of interesting this is going to be on obviously more than just the switch because obviously with super smash brothers that's n- exclusive to nintendo so that's only been on nintendo consoles but this does say it's going to be on switch i think i think it was switch pc xbox um and playstation as well because it's nickelodeon so it's third party i think i'm going to give this a tr- this a try I probably will mainly play as the Ninja Turtles because those are probably my favourite Nickelodeon characters. Um, SpongeBob is fine. I've never really been a fan per se of SpongeBob. I don't really have any like nostalgia for that or anything. I used to kind of watch it when I was a kid and stuff, but that was when I was a kid. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, Nickelodeon stepping into the brawl fighter area space. I mean, I'm sure as long as the gameplay is functional and good, I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, me being the age that I am, I kind of that's not really my genre of it. I mean, I remember Ninja Turtles when they first came, you know, first, first, first came out. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, most of the characters are just shows that I've never seen before and never really watched that uh, intently. So I don't really have any kind of frame of reference for it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so if you were gonna play this online, let's just say hypothetically, do you think you'd probably do what I would do, which is like main the Ninja Turtles? I guess. I mean, that's really the only character that they've announced so far that I know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know of SpongeBob and all that stuff. Sure. I can't see that I've seen a full episode start to finish. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, for for me, the the only character I'm really can even think of that I'm invested in is the Ninja Turtles from Nickelodeon. So, but Ninja Turtles are cool, so that's, that's good as well. Um, it is a little bit odd that they show two of the Ninja Turtles and not all four of them. Um, I'm expecting that all four of them will be in, so <clears throat> that's pretty good as well. But I'll I'm gonna give it a try. Um, we don't know what the differences between like the campaign or the multiplayer will be. Um, so because in Smash Brothers, from what I remember from the campaign. Uh, especially Smash Brothers Ultimate, the the newest one. Um, you just kind of unlock characters as you go, and then you pick from your roster of characters. Um, so we shall see. But uh, yeah, Nickelodeon stepping into that. I would really like Sony to do another um, All Stars because they are not short on characters at all. Because even since I can't remember when they it was a PS3 game, wasn't it? Um, what was it called? Uh, it was All Stars something. I can't remember the full name of it. Uh, Battle Royale All-Stars, I think it was called. Um, they've got... I don't even... Was The Last of Us even out? PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember if the first Last of Us game was out at, at that point. Because Last of Us, the first one was end of PS3. Uh, I remember they had, like, the character from Infamous. They had, like, Ratchet, I think. 
they had um, like Kratos and stuff. And they had, uh, I think Prepper the Rapper was in it or whatever. Crash Bandicoot wasn't in it. Yeah, I got um, the full list here. It's uh, Kratos, Parappa the Rapper, Fat Princess, Sweet Tooth, Cole McGrath, Nathan Drake, Sly Cooper, Colonel Raddick, um, Evil Cole McGrath, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Jack and Daxter, Big Daddy, Raiden, Nariko, um, Heihachi, Dante, Sackboy, Sir Daniel, Spike, and Totoro Inuite. And then they had DLC for Isaac Clark, Zeus, Emmett Graves, and Cat and Dusty. Okay. Okay. So it's not, not that many, like, massive iconic characters. Because you could add, what, Ellie, Joel. You could add Aloy. You could add uh, Jin. Is it Jin from uh, Ghost mm-hmm. Tsushima? Uh, you could add... What else has, has come out? Like, a new the new version of Kratos. You could add uh, Atreus as well. Because Atreus wasn't really even a character back then. Uh, you couldn't really add the Until Dawn characters, but you could like, you could maybe do something like that. Um, what else has come out for PlayStation since then? Um, especially the Ratchet was already in there, I suppose. Um, Drake, like you said, was was in there. Uh, there's probably a whole bunch of characters you could you could add as well. Um, trying to think yeah like uh, some of the final fantasy characters maybe like cloud or whatever you could you could add um but i think that's ripe for like you know if if nickelodeon's coming in and trying to give nintendo some competition i think playstation can i think xbox could as well you know they got like all the all of the gears characters there's like a lot of them you could add there master chief you could probably add uh ori as well um senua from hellblade any of the uh, rare characters i mean yeah. there's a ton of characters just from the rare ip alone yeah that's that'd be banjo and kazooie banjo kazooie uh perfect dark uh battle toads yeah. um psychonauts yeah a lot yeah. of characters mm. yeah plus you know with the bethesda thing you could put like doom guy you could put uh just the the fallout um thing character. if you, yeah, if you like wanted generic to fallout character generic skyrim character yeah just call him fallout guy i'm so you know if people refer to doom as the doom guy i'm sure fallout guy would would be fine um so yeah there's there's a whole bunch of characters there as well plus um i've forgotten his name but the main character from wolfenstein and his twin uh, daughters i know it but my brain doesn't want to work right now yeah my, mine neither so <laughs> you could add him um yeah there's 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 a lot of room for for competition in that genre i think uh even for like other third parties as well like you know all the ubisoft characters all the ea characters uh if konami ever wants to do anything again they could put <laughs> some konami characters together i suppose um yeah there's a there's a bunch of them so warner brothers as well i mean you'd kind of just end up with another injustice game uh although you could put like um yeah, if you, if if you did like a Warner Brothers one, you could put like all the DC characters in, all the Mortal Kombat characters in. You could put all of the um, Harry Potter characters in. Uh, a whole, whole bunch of things you could, you could do with that. So, yeah, um, it's cool. Very good stuff. Uh, let's move on from that and talk about one of the things we got in the title for today: FIFA 22, which I referenced a minute ago because I was talking about FIFA 21. Uh, let's start off with probably the worst news from this. Um, Ninety dollars is going to be required 
for the Ultimate Edition. This is so that you can buy the PS4 and the PS5 version. So none of that free upgrade stuff. Um, yeah, basically what was what was written down is you either buy these individually, which I'm guessing will be sixty dollars, um, or you pay twenty. What is it? Seventy. Uh, $30 extra, sorry, uh, for the Ultimate Edition. Um, it's a very EA thing to do, isn't it? The This whole, like, extra money for that. Because some people are at the point now where, like, okay, yeah, they probably got an Xbox One or a PS4, and they're thinking about, you know, when should I move on to next-gen, especially with the PS5 side of things. And it's like, okay, do you buy FIFA 22 now? Do you buy it later? And there's, there's certain other games that use the same thing, like Control had um the like paid upgrade thing as well uh so it's like hey do you wait to get a ps5 and then just pay 60 dollars or do you pay 90 and then play it now and play it later but it's uh it's a very disappointing very ea thing for ea to do what do you think of 90 for the ultimate edition Honestly, that's part of the reason why I stopped playing these annualized sports games so long ago is because it just kept getting more and more when you add all the microtransactions, all the DLC, uh, I'll pay to add this character, or game 500 hours to earn enough points to add that character. It just it just became a money suck, and not mm. in a fun way. Yeah, yeah, which is why I just play the career mode. Plus, to, to me, just personally, career mode's a lot more fun than Ultimate Team. So, uh, but yes, that's the very, very disappointing news from that. Um, Kylian Mbappe is going to be the cover star for FIFA 22, as you've seen from the picture that I've put on this podcast, which I've already put there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Kylian Mbappe is a French player. He plays currently for PSG. He's been linked with other clubs here and there, but he'd cost probably upwards of 200 million if somebody were to buy him. Um... Yeah, he's he's kind of an up-and-coming player. He's about 21, 22-ish. I haven't looked up his specific age, but that's about how old he is. Um, had a very, very disappointing year of himself. He missed a penalty that got France uh, knocked out of the Euros. Uh, to, to me, I thought the France were going to win it, because I do think that they've got the best team out of everybody in the Euros. Uh, I'd probably include the World Cup in there as well, if you add, like, Argentina and Brazil. I still think Fr- France have got a better team with the likes of Pogba and Kante and Varane and a bunch of others as well. Uh, he also had a chance when the game was 3-3 and he missed that. Uh, you know, not, not not to, like, dump on him too much. I'm just kind of pointing out his uh, Euros performance, which was very recent. I do think, in general, he's one of the more overrated up-and-coming players. Uh, when Man United played PSG back in October... Uh, we played one of our defenders called Twenzebi, who's an upcoming sort of uh, young player, and he dealt with him very, very easily. Um, so yeah, he's French. He's from the place for PhD at the moment. Might move one day, but it would take a lot of money. Uh, have you heard of him at all, Kylian Mbappe? Can't say that I have, and I know that uh, um, the footy just finished up with the England versus Rome match, but I don't really follow it well enough to know any of the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, he's kind of a striker, kind of plays as a winger sort of thing. Uh, I think the idea was that he played on the wing and uh, Griezmann, who's a French player, played up front. Uh, you've also got uh, Benzema, who plays there as well. He's kind of a main striker. So, very good attacking lineup. I just think, at the moment, Mbappe is slightly overrated from what I've seen of him. I don't watch PSG play that often. I see highlights here and there. So, but yeah, he's going to be the cover star for this year. He was also the cover star last year as well. So, um, 
He's very popular with the folks over at EA at the moment, apparently. I thought it may have been, like, Marcus Rashford, maybe, with, like, what he's done in the last year and stuff, and... I don't know, he's kind of a uh, poster boy, so to speak, at the moment. I mean, I literally saw two posters of him last week when I went to see Black Widow. Because <laughs> uh, he was on these posters for like, the Coke adverts and stuff. So, uh, Rashford's face and name is all over this country at the moment. I uh, just thought he might might do it at some point. W- Wayne Rooney was on the cover for... Five to ten years, roughly, when he was like at his peak at Manchester United. So you've also had like Ronaldinho is on a bunch of covers. Obviously, he's retired now. So, uh, but yes, Mbappe is the cover star for this month. So they used to do two players. They used to do three as well, but now they seem to have gone back to one. I think it's best to have three because then you've at least got a bit of options. But at the end of the day, it's just a cover. It's not going to make the game any better or any worse. So it is what it is. Uh, there's also another announcement within that, that the game will use hypermotion technology. Now, first of all, I'd never heard of what this was, and second of all, I still don't know what it is. And one of the reasons I still don't know what it is, is because the trailer that EA actually put out didn't explain what it was. Um, they basically put out this trailer of a bunch of footballers in, like, mocap suits. I mean, that gives me an indication of what it is, but it doesn't tell me how that affects the game. Uh, I don't know if they put out any videos after that, but, like, it almost felt as if... Okay, sure, if you explain it later, that's fine, and obviously the game will probably have a a tutorial for it and stuff. But if you're going to put out, like, a trailer that says, like, a FIFA 21 reveal hypermotion technology, it's almost like a teaser trailer for a feature, which is... Which is strange. I mean, we've, in terms of like announcements of things just across media, we've gotten a bit ridiculous with like announcements for teasers that reveal dates for other trailers and things like that. But the video that I watched anyway, I know there's been other videos probably posted. The video that I watched was almost like a teaser trailer for a uh, thing within the game, which was strange because they they showed them setting it up and stuff, but they didn't explain what it was or how it works in the game have you heard of hypermotion technology because i haven't i have not okay so um yeah i wish i could tell you how it would affect the game and what that means for fifa 22 but i haven't got a clue at the moment Uh, maybe i'll look it up better or something within the next week but i watched the trailer that said hypermotion technology and they didn't show me what it was so uh, any particular guesses? Something to do with probably how you control the ball or something? Um, I'm guessing. Maybe. Um, so there, there's that. So not a lot of particularly exciting things for FIFA 22. Like I said, I not it, it comes out I think October 1st. I'm not getting it on October 1st because I've just started playing FIFA 21. And I don't have to get FIFA 22 anytime soon. And I'm really enjoying FIFA 21 anyway. So... There's all of that. Uh, but look out for that October 1st. And you can enjoy that if you'd like to. Let's move on from that and talk about, to me, some really disappointing news. Uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity. Which is a new uh, game that's coming out from, obviously, over at Ubisoft. With the Assassin's Creed franchise. And I didn't write down everything that like uh, Jason Schreier talked about over at Bloomberg. I basically just wrote down... What this will be is a live service game and like a hub sort of thing for other Assassin's Creed games. So I think pretty much the idea here is instead of annualising Assassin's Creed and coming up with this year's theme. So it was like Vikings last time and it's been pirates and things like that before. 
Um, to me, this sort of says, okay, we'll give you an Assassin's Creed world to explore, like a live service world. And then if you want to, you can do probably DLCs and updates, like what a Fallout 76 would do for either shorter stories or longer stories or just stories within the world and everything. Um, to me, that's just not what Assassin's Creed is. Assassin's Creed was the story of Desmond. That was dropped a long time ago. I can't remember what year that particular game came out. But that, that idea was dropped a very long time ago. Uh, the thing that's just annoying to me about that is the story wasn't finished properly and the torch got passed to a new character basically. Uh, the story's still kind of continuing there but just, just not in the same type of way. Um, and th- this to me is just, okay, instead of writing a new story every year and coming up with a new theme, we'll just make an active world for a bunch of stories. But... Again, to me, that's just not what... Assassin's Creed shouldn't be this hub world for a bunch of stories. And I get that you've had spin-off games like the the um, Assassin's Creed Chronicles. But we knew those were separate. Desmond's story, I think, was still ongoing at that time. And those games are pretty good. So, yeah, there's, there's kind of room for, like, some different stories. Those games work to a certain limited extent. But this isn't going to be... This to, this, to me, is going to kind of replace those annual releases because instead of making a new game every year for $60 they'll probably have this is probably going to be like an Avengers Destiny style thing where you have a storefront where you can buy you know outfits and weapons and different blades like hidden blades and whatever uh, probably different characters that you can play as like you could probably buy like um, uh, Ezio and, and whatnot to play as or whatever the situation so you'd basically probably have a store that you flood with a bunch of stuff. Obviously probably a bunch of microtransactions. Because uh, the game's already had microtransactions anyway for things like time savers and, and that sort of stuff. And then you'll just create a bunch of stories within this this hub. Uh, to some people this is quite exciting. I've I've seen some like, opinions online of like, hey you can just kind of make an endless world of possibilities. But that's just, just to me that's just not what Assassin's Creed is. Uh, but what do you what do you think of this? Well, I read this initial announcement, and then I read the official post from the Ubisoft blog post. And the only way I have to describe this is just jumping out the stupid plane, falling into the stupid forest, and landing on every stupid stick on the way down because you're stupid. Because first off, the article and the blog post both mention games that are completely unrelated, like Fortnite. So you know there's going to be seasons. You know there's going to be microtransactions. Yeah, yeah. It's also going to be cross um developer so it's going to be made in con- in uh, collaboration between ubisoft montreal and ubisoft quebec and i was actually curious so i i mapped it out and they're not far away but they're not close it's about 300 kilometers between the two studios so that's you know on an average drive that's still gonna be a two two and a half hour drive one way um obviously with the internet being the internet the distance doesn't really matter but then you've got different studios with different visions and different talents capable of different things trying to half-ass a thing together and you know just you know stick a fork in it it's done Mm, yeah this just to me this just gets away from the linear narrative storytelling that was the first few assassin's creed games um and 
Like if you if you go, I I actually did this myself, and I looked up some YouTube videos. Go back and watch a trailer for Assassin's Creed like one and two and three, Brotherhood and Revelations. Then go and watch a trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and realize that that that's it's a different franchise with the same name. It's got like Lila, Ly- I think it's Layla, Lila. It's got her in it still and everything, but that is not the same game. That that's just not like, and that that's what this game is gonna continue to do, uh, or it's gonna, uh, uh, yeah, like the like the seasonal stuff. It's good. It it's it's funny to me when I kind of not even really jokingly, but I from my own observations, I pointed out that like, okay, you got away from the story of Desmond. Now you're just doing like, here's the theme of this year, of like, okay, now you're a pirate. Now you're a Viking. Now you're a whatever. Um. That's what this, these seasons are probably going to be. It's going to be, hey, you're a pirate. Now you're a Viking. Now you're a some, something else. Now you're an assassin or whatever. Um, and they'll probably do seasonal events that are like that. They'll probably do like, hey, this season you can do a story with Ezio. And in this season you can do a story with somebody else. I'm I'm quite curious. The, you know, the only part that's really curious to me. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to get this game. I'm not going to play it. I'm I'm done with Assassin's Creed. The one part that does make me curious is, okay, you kind of dumped Desmond's character, right, and just passed the torch to somebody else. For for no particular real reason, like, I've kept thinking about why that happened, and that I, I, there wasn't really a reason within the story. It, it didn't make a lot of sense, and it was just a waste. I'm quite curious if, when they start doing these seasonal events, and it's like, hey, do a story with this character, do a story with this, and whatever... If they include Desmond in like a seasonal event of like, hey, do this Abstergo mission or whatever with Desmond or play as Desmond and get into the Animus and what, you know. Uh, I'm just curious if they include him specifically because he was the one character that got done a bit dirty in in my opinion. Uh, do you think they'll include him? Because I think that would be an interesting choice. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of doubt it as well. Who did the... um? Is it Troy Baker that did the voice for him? I think it, I think it was him. I think he's talked before about something to do with Desmond. Uh, obviously, if you brought him back, you'd have to bring uh, I think Troy Baker back. So, um, but no, this is this is this is Assassin's Creed. Like, if you had a ship that was going forward, which was the first few Assassin's Creed games, then you started to turn the ship a bit when you did other games. This is just like the ship's doing a one eighty and going in all sorts of directions. Um. So, yeah, but uh, here we go. That's uh, that's Assassin's Creed Infinity, and it's it's gonna try and just do the same thing that Avengers is doing, the same thing that Destiny's doing. Obviously, Destiny's been relatively successful because we knew that that's what the idea of Destiny was, uh, and it wasn't what the Avengers game should have been. Um, obviously, with Fallout seventy six, that was what that game was supposed to be. Uh, it was just the technical aspects and other things that didn't really work for Fallout seventy six. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see how this works out. Yeah, I just looked it up. It was Nolan North who did the voice of Desmond. Ah, uh, Nolan North. Okay, got the two of them mixed up. So, <laughs> well, yeah. between the two of them, they do about ninety percent of the voiceovers, so it's an easy mistake. Yeah, yeah, they've both been. I think they were both in Uncharted, but one of them, obviously, Troy is Joel from Last of Us, but they've both worked with a Naughty Dog. So, uh, that's Assassin's Creed Infinity. And we'll see. That's not coming out this year or whatever, by the way. It's 
going to be a few years down the line because they're, they're still supporting Valhalla with DLC, aren't they? This year, mm-hmm. so and probably next year. I'm, I'm guessing this will be in a couple of years' time. Uh, Infinity. So uh, let's move on. And talk about um, the state of play that was on last week on Thursday. So we're going to recap that. I've r- I did write down the uh, games that interested me the most, but then I actually found an article from the PlayStation blog, so I can recap it. Uh, so we got to see the first up was Moss Book 2 it's called Book 2, it's basically Moss 2 uh, Quill returns in this intriguing follow up to one of the most beloved PSVR titles of all time get your first look at today's brand new trailer awesome I really really enjoyed Moss, I think I reviewed it, I'm pretty sure that I did I did some let's plays for it as well really really good game, really really excited that they kicked it off with that, I didn't expect it at all um, I had a bit of a feeling that like Astro Bottom Moss which are the two sort of VR little guy mascot type of characters because obviously Astrobot's been used in um what was the PS5 game Astro's Playroom it's been it's been mm-hmm. used in that as well obviously that wasn't VR that was more just to show up, to show off the uh, haptic feedback thing which looked very very good um so I kind of suspected that those two characters would have a future as well but I just didn't I guess expect it yet but it's a nice uh, surprise they did put a 2022 date slap thing on it so that's cool um, yeah, that was the that was the nice surprise that, that I got from that because I didn't expect it, and then I saw little Quill pop up, and I thought, oh, cool, more uh, more of Moss. And then the, the funny thing was, they started to show off the trailer, and I thought, oh, is this DLC for the first game? And then they said book two, which points to me that it's a sequel. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Moss at all? I vaguely ish remember Moss, but I don't think I ever played it. Okay, okay, so uh, well, it's a it's a VR title with uh with that one so but uh very much that would explain why i've never played it okay yeah so um looking forward to that very very much that was a really nice surprise so that's cool um moving on next to arcade geddon or something uh early access begins today on ps5 for ilphonics something i can't read what that says a chaotic loot based shooter uh this is fortnite basically (laughs) um it looks exactly like Fortnite. It looks like it plays exactly like Fortnite. And uh, it looks like it's PlayStation trying to do an exclusive version of Fortnite. So even though Fortnite does very well for PlayStation, I think, and for pretty much all platforms, uh, what did you think of what was shown of this? I actually completely missed the state of play. I had oh. something else going on. I couldn't miss it. So, I, And then I completely forgot that it even existed. Right. Um, I haven't seen it. I tried Fortnite once. I didn't care for it, but mm. you know, people like it, so more power to them. Yeah, yeah. But it, it struck me just straight away that okay, this just is is Fortnite. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, which hey, if it's if it's good, if people enjoy it, cool. But it's PlayStation trying to do Fortnite. So yeah. Uh, Tribes of Midgard. Which one was this? Uh, Northville Games action RPG. I can't remember which one this was. Maybe it was the one that was in like forests and things like that. Um, I think it was. I can't speak too much to that one because I can't particularly actually remember that game. Um, but that's Tribes of Midgard. I think that was the one they showed off that you're in like this woody type of thing. And, uh, and let me just press play on this, this trailer so I can actually see. Uh, let me just skip forward a bit. I know this is. I know this is kind of a. Um, no, it's not the same game I was thinking of. It's a different type of thing. I, w- I didn't have much interest in what was shown for 
for this one. So let's just move on from that one. Um, Fist forged in Shadow Torch. Uh, Robo Rabbit Rayton takes center stage in this exciting look at com his sorry combat abilities, aided by his giant mechanical arm. Explore his unique world on PS4 September. Again, let me just take a quick peek at the trailer. Uh, oh yeah, this is the 2D side scroller sort of thing. This looks cool. Um, it kind of looks like if you took Moss, then you gave him a big <coughs> like suit and made it a 2D thing. So it looks all right. Um, I saw some people kind of losing their minds at this trailer, but it looks it looks okay. I thought it looked all right. So uh, that says PS4 and PS5 September 7th. Uh, Hunter's Arena Legends leap into 30-player melee matches when Hunter's Arena joins PlayStation Plus August 3rd. Uh, this combat and system overview could be the edge of the seat. Ac Sorry, could be the edge you need on launch day. So I don't remember which one that was at all. Uh, Sifu is Sifu, I think is how you S Sifu. I think is mm -hmm. how you say the name Sifu. of this game. Uh, yeah, the fighting game. That was one that I actually wrote down. I think this looks fantastic. I really, really do. They, they've shown this game off twice. Um, fight, full fight again in this latest look at um, Slow Collapse. Uh, Kung Fu beat him up. Each time the hero gets KO'd, he does rise again. But ages each time. Yeah, they showed that off as well, that you're getting like older or something, which is interesting. Excited to learn more as we close in on the game's 2022 release, which is interesting as well. Uh, you have seen this game before, I think, because they have shown it off before. What do you think? Yeah, of, uh... I was really interested in this game. Um, it was revealed back in 2020, confirmed for PS5, then unconfirmed, and then delayed. So we'll have to see if it comes out and what console it comes out on. Yeah, I'm just going to... Yeah, in the trailer it says PS5, PS4, so it's going to be both of them, which is interesting. Uh, and this is Epic Game Store, if you want it over there. Looks just really cool, I think. And uh, I think they're doing some very interesting stuff with the animation and the way the characters interact with each other. You know, when they're punching each other and throwing each other about is, is what I mean by that. So that looks pretty cool. Jet the Far Shore is the next one. What one was this? Oh, yeah, this is one of them sort of looks a bit like a... Um, bird's eye view no man's sky type of thing I wasn't particularly interested in that i haven't had any interest in no man's sky it's kind of playstation trying to do a little bit of that you're sort of flying around and exploring and in in space and that kind of thing so uh it says thoughtful sorry yeah thoughtful exploration and an inquisitive atmosphere makes it make this adventure stand out learn more about the game's laid-back approach in this new state of play trailer yeah the the whoever was doing the voiceover they, they did say that like it's built so that you can like appreciate the view kind of thing but then you'll get attacked by enemies at certain points so i don't know it's it's not one that massively appeals to me but um yeah it, it might be it might be all right um you said you didn't see any of these, so unless you no. did see that one, so uh, Demon Slayer, which one was that? The trailer's not loading for that one. That's uh, Demon Demon Slayer is actually based off of a manga. Okay. Um, I haven't actually seen it, but I remember I recognize the character. So, mm -hmm. uh, Lost Judgment is the next one. Equal parts grizzly and goofy. The trailer for this anticipated sequel is true. Is sure, sorry, to turn heads. Attempt to solve two impossible murders when judgment hits PS4 and PS5 September 24th. Um, I looked on... So I watched this trailer and stuff they showed. 
I took a lot of interest. This is, I think this is from the same developers as the Yakuza games. I think the one that you're playing, Yakuza Like a Dragon or whatever. Yeah, it's a spin-off of that. Yeah, yeah. This looks less chaotic and silly for the action, which kind of took my interest. Um, I didn't know much like about the series or if this was DLC or if the, I didn't know if Judgment had like actually come out because I just didn't, I hadn't even followed the series. So I looked it up on Boomerang. They said for some particular reason they haven't got Judgment at the moment. They said that they're going to possibly get it soon. Um, it did show on the Boomerang list. Boomerang's, by the way, where, where I rent uh, games from, just in case anybody's confused as to what I'm talking about. Um, they do have Lost Judgment on there for PS5, but they're kind of just sorting out getting uh, Judgment at the moment. So, But if it's kind of got that same type of story and stuff, but it just has more grounded gameplay i guess that's kind of what i would want from these games what do you think of uh i guess judgment and lost judgment i'm looking at the uh, announcement trailer right now it looks a lot more realistic in a sense um obviously there's accuser stuff so you're like riding wacky bicycles and playing you're on a skateboard here at some point but it looks a lot more grounded in the sense that uh it's a little less wacky but uh it's still a Yakuza game, so it's going to be a bit goofy. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that if I'm riding like a strange bike or something. I'm just talking about the combat. Um, like... it, as far as I can tell, it's not turn-based. It looks a little inspired by the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say completely, but it, it leans more towards that than the turn-based mechanics. Yeah. It, it, what I'm trying to say, I guess, it looks like the version of Yakuza that I wanted in a way, but I don't know that for sure. It could be kind of goofy in the same way. So, which is cool for the people like that. I just wanted the combat to be more grounded and kind of normal. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, then we got Death Stranding Director's Cut, which we've seen a bit of before. Uh, this is going to add new <coughs> new bits and pieces, and it's going to be the PS5 version of the game. So there's not too much to talk about there. We've already talked about Death Stranding before, and that weird trailer with all the Metal Gear Solid references which people ran away with because of course they did so uh there was that and then of course the do you have anything to say about this training uh yeah i actually have a follow-up article okay on that um let me see that the the because when that announcement trailer came out it specifically said director's cut um but that particular phrasing doesn't appear to have sat well with uh, hideo kojima over the weekend the game director took to twitter to make a surprisingly public rebuttal against the game's marketing. In his eyes, a director's cut doesn't involve making anything new, only remixing what's there or reintroducing cut content during development. So it's marketed as a director's cut, but he doesn't want it called a director's cut. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it's called, though. <laughs> yeah, so. that's how they marketed it. So mm. Weird, weird. But uh, it's the... I suppose, I mean, it says game, like, he's the one that owns mm-hmm. the studio that made the thing, so, if he doesn't want it called Director's Cut, then just, it's Death Stranding on PS5, um, but I suppose the only difference is there, this has got some other bits and pieces, so, this isn't just Death, the same PS4 Death Stranding on PS5, it has got other things, so, I I don't know, I don't know, but again, if he doesn't want it to be called Death Stranding Director's Cut, it's his game, so... Why is it called that? Anyway, um, but very interesting. Interesting nonetheless. Uh, Deathloop, we saw a bit more of that 
Uh, I personally, uh, like, we, we've, we've seen a good enough chunk of this game now. I just haven't got any interest in this. Um, I don't, I mean, the concept seems kind of interesting. I'm just not really into it. I'm just not, like, it looks like a decent game. And this it hasn't got anything to do with my, like, comments about Bethesda. And I've kind of dropped off their games and stuff. This is obviously a new IP anyway. So it's not another, it's not another Wolfenstein. It's not another Fallout. It's not another Doom or whatever. Um, I just, I don't know, I didn't, I haven't really clicked with the whole die and start again sort of thing, it just, it didn't really work. Uh, it does say September 14th, so there's that, but where where do you stand on uh, Deathloop? I'm curious about it, I mean at some point it'll be, since Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, mm-hmm. it'll be on Game Pass, I don't know when, but it will at some point, and I'll just try it then. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It it could be one of the things where I try it out and I change my mind. But just, I mean, this game's coming out in a couple of months, September, and I just, just like, I, just it just isn't really working for me, which is which is fine as well. Um, but I I have heard some people be like, oh my god, I can't believe how incredible this looks and stuff. And hey, if you if you think that and the game comes out and you really love it, that's that's great. I'm just not seeing that hype. I guess is the the word that people like to use. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but uh, that's Deathloop. I don't think it looks terrible. I I think it looks interesting. I'm just not interested in what it's trying to do. So, there you go. Uh, that's all the news and stuff that I've got. Yes, it is. Uh, what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, well, I've got a few things. Um, it's like here. everything's crashing. Unfortunately, uh, the other Bethesda on PS4 slash 5 exclusive game, Ghostwire Tokyo, has been delayed. Now, we never officially had a launch date with it, but everybody was assuming it was going to be at the end sometime this year. Uh, But developer Tango Gameworks announced on their official Twitter page that the game has been pushed into, quote, early 2022. Uh, We want to get the the game into your hands as soon as possible so that you can experience the unforgettable version vision of a haunted Tokyo uh, that we've been working so hard at building. At the same time, we also are focused on protecting the health of everyone here at Tango. Our new release window will give us time to bring the world of Ghostwire to life as we've always envisioned it. So I think after between uh, Fallout 76 and uh, Cyberpunk 2077, people are just afraid to release a game without it being done, done, done anymore, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah, it it is a good thing, I suppose. You know, you don't want to release games too early anymore i mean not just with cyberpunk we saw that with i mean fallout kind of didn't really work we saw that with things like no man's sky there's there's you know on and on i could i could go with that um yes yeah, just it's unfortunate but at the, at the end of the day the the problem is and this isn't really a problem per se but it will be kind of be seen maybe as a problem is and this is the same situation that cd project red was in which was okay you either announced because they had their game announced for november then delayed it to december people got angry people started sending in death threats and all sorts of stuff like that because their game had been delayed that they wanted to play which is ridiculous i mean death threats in of themselves are unacceptable let alone when it's for a a video game that you want to play um and sometimes developers can be in that situation where they think hey we either put this thing out that okay isn't ready and people will moan at us for that because the game won't be very good or we delay it again, and that will annoy people that will send them more death threats, or not just death threats, but obviously just abuse and whatever. 
Um, and we don't want that either. So it's like you, you cannot win when you're in that situation. Uh, that was a situation that CD Projekt Red was in. Was, okay, the game wasn't ready. Um, people wanted it ASAP because they would crazy excited for it which is good to be excited for things that you're looking forward to but not when you abuse the people that are making the thing that you're looking forward to so you either delay it again which the majority of us like me you and other people would have accepted um or you release a game that is going to make people mad because it doesn't work properly so um so yeah i understand with the death loop um not Deathloop, sorry. What was it? What was game was it for again? Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo. That's the one. Yeah, getting my Bethesda titles mixed up. Um, yeah, you know, sure there'll probably be some people that are writing in and like, hey, we hate you because whatever else. But um, you know, at the end of the day, if they get past all of that, which unfortunately will be the case, and we get to 2022 or even if it's 2023, and you release a game and people really love it, um, then you'll end up on the better side. I suppose, but uh, like I said, just for developers and not even just for games like TV shows or films or whatever, or even books and that sort of thing, like with Game of Thrones and stuff. Um, some people just get very, very angry when things get delayed. So, uh, what, what do you think of the situation? I think it's unfortunate. That's a game that I was definitely interested in playing at some point when it comes to Game Pass as well. Um, it getting delayed really doesn't affect me because it's not like I was going to buy it day one. Um, Cyberpunk broke me of ever buying a game day one again. I mean, if it's on Game Pass day one, I'll play it because then I don't have to pay for it. But, yeah, I ain't doing that again. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about uh, State of Decay? You mean State of Play? No, State, State the zombie game. Oh, oh, yeah, State of Decay I do want, but I'll wait for it to be finished before I play it. Mm. Um, Although that will be on Game Pass, won't it? Yeah, it'll be so, on Game Pass too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, when we see it again, I suppose. So cool. All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, Warner Brothers had to offic- had to announce an official denial um, from the Xbox Two podcast. They claimed to have seen documents indicating that Nether Realms and TT Studios, which are part of Warner Brothers Interactives were, on, were uh, in scope of a sale, potentially. Um, Warner Brothers came out and emphatically said that they can confirm that neither NetherRealm Studios nor TT Games will be part will be sold and will be continued to be a part of the Warner Brothers games and included in all the Warner Brothers media merger discovery. Um, actually, Warner Brothers has a lot of studios. I didn't know this. So there is NetherRealm TT, like we mentioned, there's also Monolith, Avalanche, Rocksteady, Playdemic, and the WB Game Studios in San Diego, Boston, Montreal, San Francisco, and New York. Um, obviously, those two studios have had somewhat of success over the last recent years, um, with NetherRealms doing the Mortal Kombat and Injustice fighting games, and TT does all the licensed LEGO games for Star Wars, Harry Potter, Batman, and other, other licensing Mm. um so apparently there was yep so apparently there was talks that they could that were they were going to be sold but they shut that down Mm. interesting um i mean i've not heard of the you said it was called xbox 2 podcast i've not Mm -hmm. heard of it's on youtube you can find it yeah 
Um, but uh, I, it is a rumour we've heard circling before. I can't remember if we've addressed it on the podcast. Um, but uh, no, I don't see why they'd really sell those um, gaming divisions. I mean, I know for myself, uh, I'm not really like a Mortal Kombat person. I haven't even seen the film or whatever. I've just, I'm just not a Mortal Kombat person. So, um, but they make the uh, Neverrealm that do the Injustice games, which are basically my favourite fighting games, which is cool. Um, but no, they're in the process of doing the other three games: Suicide Squad, Harry Potter, and got uh, uh, Gotham Knights, which is cool. But uh, no, I wouldn't really expect them to to sell those because um, I, I think even mainly just with. Um, uh, what's the what's the Mortal Kombat one? I've forgotten it. Uh, uh just like Mortal Kombat Eleven or the, what? The developer. The name's gone out of my head. Oh, Neverrealm. Neverrealm. That's it. Um, especially with them and like they churn out the Mortal Kombat games that do very very well. Uh, I'd like to see some more um of the Injustice games. I think there was some rumors about Injustice Three happening, which would be cool as well. So, um. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But no, I think uh, all those will be fine. And uh, we'll probably get some more Lego games as well. In fact, there's the... Um, yeah, they're the ones that are doing... The, they're probably the ones that are doing the Skywalker Saga games that have been uh, delayed for some time as well. So they're currently making games anyway. So we shall see. Uh, anything else you want to add to this? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's cool that they're keeping things in-house that they feel like they can do a better job than selling it off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do find it interesting that they've officially said no it's not for sale because normally when you see stories like this it'll either be we don't comment to rumors or we have no comment on the situation but they're just like nope that ain't it mm. yeah so there we go uh, what else do you want to talk about today uh, well from the desk of well I guess this is a thing now <laughs> um, the Ukrainian secret service raided a cryptocurrency mining farm located next door to the, and I apologize, I'm going to butcher this, Venetia Oblenero Energy in the city of Venetia, confiscating thousands of PlayStation consoles that are being used as part of a crypto mining operation. According to the SBU, which is the Ukrainian Ser- Secret Service, the accused were held responsible for stealing up to $260,000 worth of energy from the local bridge with a head with special electrical meters. Um, there is an investigation from the agency as to collusion with the power company itself. Uh, no word if the uh, company, if the uh, um, power plant is going to get fined for the noise pollution generated from the running of that many uh, consoles. The article, which I'm on uh, GameSpot here, shows a picture of it. Imagine like a bookshelf and on the bookshelf, there's 20 PlayStation consoles that have five shells each with 20 PlayStation consoles. Now imagine a whole warehouse of bookshelves with nothing but PlayStation consoles. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even joking here. According to the article, they confiscated 3,800 game consoles. Huh. That's a lot. I mean, I have so many questions. Like, how did they get them all into the country? <laughs> Were they bought in bulk? Were they bought as damaged and then repaired? Um, how many are PS4s and how many are PS4 Pros and how many are PS4 Slims? Mm-hmm. I have a ton of questions. Do you think any um, of them are base PS4s? Pro- they might be base PS4s. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you assume like the base PS4 cost, just on the consoles alone, 
um, you're talking a few hundred thousand, if not over a million dollars worth of just consoles. Let me do. Let me pull up the calculator and do the math real quick. So, three eight hundred. What did that do? That's not it. <laughs> Mathematics live on the podcast. Yeah. We we call it math maths, and you call it math or whatever, don't you? So we do. We just say math because math is a singular function, and therefore we don't feel the need to pluralize it. Mm. I mean, you wouldn't pluralize as a Lone Ranger, would you? Mm. I mean, so assuming all 3,800 are base PS4s, then you can still get those at $200 a pop. That's $760,000. Jesus. So you figure for the ones that are um, improved PS4s or PS4 Pros, you're looking close to a million in just hardware consoles. Mm. That is so weird. Mm. I'm so curious, and that is so weird. Hmm. That's a lot of weeks of uh, Phil Jones's wages that he doesn't play football for um yep. yeah is it, is it just for reference there's a player called phil jones that plays for main Iod. he's on i think it's seventy thousand a week and he's injured like all the time and he last played january last year so that's that's a lot of money uh so you could pay that for, for you could pay that for quite a while with with all that money so um yeah that's that's a lot of money so there was no ps5s involved here I imagine that PS5 is being so hard to get. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just didn't do it. Plus, you know, you can get a PS4 base way cheaper. Mm. And the whole point is to do it as cheaply as possible. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very big box in a very big truck or something. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing I had to talk about, we have a new video game record, a copy of Super Mario 64, which is factory sealed in box with a uh, NBTS uh, rating of 9.8, was sold at Heritage Auctions over the weekend. Um, the three-day sale went from Friday to Sunday in Dallas, Texas, with a total of 16 different bidders outbidding each other. Um, obviously, they declined to identify the winning bid. Um, the sale price, including fees, set a new record for a, giddy, a video game established at Heritage Auctions. Uh, so take a quick guess at the final price all in. Hmm. I'm usually not very good at guessing these, but I'll give it a guess. Um, around, I'll probably get it wrong, so whatever. Around like $500 or, I, I don't know, it's probably not the right... No. 1.56 million US. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was, yeah, about a million. And that off. shattered the previous record held by a copy of The Legend of Zelda, which sold for $870,000. Hmm. Cool. Cool. Is that the... Because I don't, I don't actually know which Mario... Is that the first Mario game? Because I don't actually that is, know. That is Mario 64 launch title game for the Nintendo 64. Okay. Okay. So... Cool. Uh, that's that's the one that you can get in the 3D All Stars thing, I think, with Sunshine and. I think yeah, is but it... th- again, this is a a factory sealed original yeah, yeah. game for the Nintendo 64. So yeah, bit of a bit of a different version. Um, Smidge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. It's cool that people like to do things like that and get like collectors items and items and stuff. Um, the next thing I kind of want... I mean, I still want to get that Crash Bandicoot figure that I just I can't even really find it now. Uh, or if I can find it now, it's double the price of what it was. So, 
Um, I either want to get that or the Abbey statue, which is currently like two hundred dollars, and I'm not paying that much for uh, yeah, for for that. So, um, yeah, those are the things I'm kind of looking for next. Uh, do you, are you doing any more like collecting at the moment? I'm in the process of packing everything up and from moving. Right. And where I'm moving to, I don't know if I'm going to be there for very long, so I'm trying to pare back all my collectibles. Okay. How come you won't be there for? Is it like a temporary? accommodation yeah it, it's a temporary thing and i got other stuff that i don't really want to talk about on the podcast so that's fine that's fine don't have to do that um cool all right so uh that was with that uh you said that was the last thing that you've you got mm-hmm. okay cool uh let's move in some emails some feedback on whatnot if you'd like to send in any if you'd like to send in any questions, comments, concerns, or any, not concerns, any just questions or comments or anything like that related to video games or anything related to entertainment talk, uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, oh, we should have addressed this one earlier. Uh, Luke says, been listening for a while and wanted to finally chime in. You're very welcome. How do you both feel about Assassin's Creed Inf- Infinity? Is it going to pull either of you in? Uh, I did actually. I did say uh, earlier that it wasn't going to interest me. Um, is it going to interest you at all? You're going to check out? Anything? No, probably not. No. I did play Valhalla because I was curious about the Viking theme. Right. But this looks like a, a cut and paste flavor of the week kind of a game. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so it's a no from both of us, pretty much. So, uh, but thank you for writing in. Jack says, I'm new to your podcast. You're very welcome. Uh, so you might have talked about this before. Do either of you like Doom? Uh, Doom is one of the games to me where, again, it's similar like thing with Deathloop. I recognise why it could be enjoyable for some people. Obviously, there's a nostalgic factor there for people that played the Doom games back in the day. But uh, I tried Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal for... Uh, about a couple of hours each, and <clears throat> they were very, they were, they were very, very good at what they were trying to do with the game. But it's just not particularly for me. Um, there was nothing wrong with the games. I thought they were very good. I just had no interest in continuing the rest of them. And I'm guessing if they do another Doom game, the, the situation will probably be the same. But they were good games. There's nothing really wrong with them. Uh, I had I heard some like complaints about like some of the platforming in Doom Eternal. I didn't have too many problems with that, but again, I didn't get massively far, so maybe that gets a bit worse later. But they're just it's just the franchise is not really for me. So how about you with Doom? I mean, I tried playing it when it hit Game Pass, but like I've said before, I just straight up suck at shooters. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm not gonna play off like oh, I'm best at this game. Oh, I'm tops at that. No. RPGs are my house. I respect the talent that it takes to play shooters. Son of a guy that I used to work with has been a competitive FPS player for like 20 years. And, you know, mad respect to that. That's just not a, a gaming skill set that I have. Mm. And gaming's, you know, that it's a skill. It's a fun game. It's a fun thing to do, but it's still a skill. And you can play it to a point, but at the end of the day, you know, if you don't have that skill set, you're just not going to be able to get any good at that game. Mm. Yeah, it's funny looking at like what you've kind of just said, and I was thinking about Call of Duty. I remember when I played Call of Duty, Call of Duty at high school, and I was, you know, because that game is about like the Twitch reaction, not not Twitch streaming, like the the you know, you know your your reactions to how quick you can turn around and do all that sort of stuff. 
Um, and I am slower now than what I was. I'm not calling myself an old man or whatever, but, uh, you know, going from, like, 16 or 18 to 27, sure, I'm still considered a young person and whatever, but uh, I am slower now than what I was at games. Uh, back then, I remember playing uh, Ori, that I think it was Will of the Wisp, the first one, and then playing Ori in the Blind Forest. I moved slower in the second game, and those, there was, what, four or five years or r- roughly between those two games, and I was slower at the game. And um, how I, like, my reaction times, I suppose, in the Call of Duty games now is slower than what it was before. So that's, that's kind of starting to happen to even me as well. Uh, although I've I've heard some stories about like 24, 25 year old esports gamers that just that they can't quite you know have those reactions that they sort of used to. So I guess it's a thing when you get to that sort of age. So um but then again there entropy happens to us all, what can I tell you? Right. Right. But then again there are people that are older than me that play COD with me and they they're still pretty good at it. So um, but again, but with with the th- things like Call of Duty and online stuff, it's not always about. I mean, it is about your reaction times and stuff. But like, okay, is the player has the player that you're shooting against got a better aim than you? Have you got a better gun than him? What's your setup? How are you playing? What map are you on? There's there's other factors that kind of go into it. It's not all about who can press the button first and stuff. Sometimes it's a case where you start shooting the person first and then they kill you anyway. So yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, but I, I got to figure, like, for the sports analogy, if we go 10 years in the fr- future, I'd still bet on David Beckham against some rando in a, in a local football club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, there's some people that can still keep that going and whatnot. So, uh, it reminds me, when, when uh, it was in, I think it was 2019, because it was the 20-year anniversary of the treble uh, win for Man United, and they brought back as much of that team as they could. They had to bring in, like, other substitute players and whatnot because some people just kind of weren't there or whatever and Beckham was playing in that game and he is like 40 something now and he could he could still run about and do some stuff he's probably better than some people that are playing the game now um like who are playing the game professionally now in in the Premier League and stuff so and there were certain other players that were older than Beckham I think there was somebody called May or whatever and he was clearly like in his later 40s so yeah, um, people people still do stuff when they when they're older. So, yeah. Uh, Beth says, "Hey again." Um, you must have written in before. Uh, Matt's been praising Iron Man VR for a while. Yes, go and play Iron Man VR. Uh, I uh, so I'm also playing it. You haven't said whether or not you actually like it or not. You should have said that you're playing it. So give us a follow up with that. Maybe you just started it or something. So, let us know what you think. Uh, what do you think? She says are the best PS VR games. Um, best PS VR games. Iron Man VR, Beat Saber again is is pretty good. It's just the content side that it's a bit give or take. Um, I almost said Blood and Wine. Uh, Truth and uh, what was that game called? It was the follow up to the London Heist. Truth and Blood Blood for blood, which blood, franchise? Blood and Truth, I think. Yeah, Blood and Truth. It was called. It was like the like extended version of the London heist thing that was that was very very good it was a bit chaotic at certain points but that was very good uh firewall zero hour once you can get used to like the way you put the guns in front of your face to aim like look down the sights and stuff is a pretty good game very difficult like you can get killed quite easily but that's that's pretty good uh 
What else is really good? Moss and Astrobot are really good VR games uh, as well. Uh, what else have I? What else have I played? Uh, just trying to think of what I've reviewed and stuff. Uh, I haven't played Darth Vader Immortal. That is on my list. I've heard some good things about that. I heard it's a bit expensive on uh, the PlayStation Store, but I'm going to be renting that. Uh, the two Walking Dead games are pretty good. That's a simply a case of with Onslaught, you get to interact with Michonne, Rick, Carol, and Daryl. Uh, and with Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, that's basically a disconnected game from the story that still plays, takes place in the same world. But that's purely down to like item management and that sort of thing. Uh, Walking Dead Onslaught is basically um, you do like speed run kind of missions. So you like run through a store or whatever. Uh, or you can do like a little horde mode and then you have to like last a certain time while you pick up supplies. And then when you pick up enough supplies, you can recruit survivors and then talk to Daryl. It's it's a bit strange the way it's laid out. Um, but that's the differences between those two. So, But those are those are pretty good games as well. So uh, those are most of the ones I can think of. Uh, I know that you don't play PSVR, but is there any others you can think of that are quite good? No, not really. Um, I have seen your YouTube clips from Iron Man VR. And if I did play the games, that would definitely be one of the ones that I would play it. Um, wasn't there like some D and D kind of sorcery kind of game that was supposed to be in VR, but never either never got made or just never became a thing? Um, I mean, you can play Skyrim in VR. I don't think that's what you're talking about. No, though. I, I vaguely ish remember an E3 to where they were doing something with the uh, move controllers, and like it was a spell, and you had to draw the glyph in an air. And then the move controllers changed colors based off of what you were doing. But this was like a good like year of or year after the PlayStation 4 launch. Huh, so a while ago. Yeah. Um, no, I don't remember that. Because uh, I think, what was it, 2013 PS4 launched. I think it was 2015 or 16 that VR came out. And then I got mine, how long have I had mine? About two years maybe? Or something. Um, no, I can't think of what game you're talking about. So I just looked it up. It's called Blade and Sorcery, but I don't know what it. If this is the game that I'm talking about, that just looks kind of like it. Hmm. No, this isn't it because this is. Um, I mean, it is from about that time area. Nope, this was 2019. That's way too soon. Um, so I'm just. I'm sure. Eventually, I can find it, um, but this was a long ass time ago. Hmm. No, I can't recall what you what one you're talking about. So, um, but yeah, those are some good uh, VR games if you're looking for like recommendations or whatever. But um, I, I think Iron Man VR is the, the best one. Uh, th- there's some other like tech demo-y sort of stuff, like Batman Arkham VR is pretty good, very linear, um, but that's like really really short. Uh, there's the two Spider-Man games, ones where you sort of swing around the open world, sort of, and ones where you basically shoot a bunch of web shooters. They're good for what they are. Those two are free, those those Spider-Man games. Um, I found it, but I was thinking of the wrong thing. The game is called Sorcery, but it was a PlayStation Move game on the PS3. Oh. Oh, PS3. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I still don't know which one to talk about. So would that, so that would be, I, it, I guess, played on a TV screen with the Move controllers then? 
Yeah, it was 2011, so I'm not surprised you don't remember it. Mm. Yeah, it would be the same move controllers, oddly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they did make it like a slightly different version of one of them where it had like an analog stick. But yeah, the, for those of you that like maybe don't know, the, the move controllers that you would use now for your PSVR, like the current PSVR, are the same ones that came out on PS3. Obviously, they're doing like new versions for the PSVR 2, which you'd, you'd have to do. Uh, but yeah, they're the same move controllers. So they're like over 10 years old for the technology. Um, but yeah, there's the two Spider-Man demo things you can kind of download. They're kind of fun for what they are. You can grab those if you want to for free. So those are some of those games. Uh, I probably I could probably do like a top 5 or top 10 best PSVR, PSVR games podcast. Um, probably not this week, but uh, I could probably do that list at some point. Uh, although I'd want to play like Darth Vader, Immortal and stuff. So, um, Diane is the last one. She says, is it just me or was that a bad state of play thoughts? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I got the surprise of Moss too. Um, Sifu looked really good. Judgment looked kind of interesting and different to the Yakuza games. I just had no interest in Deathloop. And then you got like a Fortnite clone. So, um... I mean, we had like what nine minutes or something of of death loop. So if, for me, if you take that out because I don't have the interest in that, and then I focus on judgment, Sifu, and Moss too. That's that's pretty decent to me. So, um, what did you? I didn't say it, but what did you? What do you think of kind of what we got overall? I did see a couple of the things. Um, like I said, I am interested in Sifu. That looks very interesting. Mm. At some point, if it hits Game Pass, I'll play Death Loop. Just because it looks a little bit different than anything else that I've done, um, you know, Ghostwire Tokyo is all, also another one that I'm interested in, although that wasn't part of the state of play. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've already got another one rumored to be scheduled next month, so we'll just have to see what comes out then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, that's what we've got for this episode of Gaming Talk. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back next week to talk about some other things, whatever happens in the world of uh, games. just wanted to add one little kind of comment as well. Um, I mentioned this before, and the news of it has gone pretty much dead. I talked about this a couple of times, and I will still kind of, like, maintain, I guess, the same opinion. On that Summer Game Fest poster, it had PlayStation, Warner Brothers, EA, and some and like Activision... But there was one Summer Game Fest event. We've got like an EA Play that's coming up at the end of this month or something for some reason. But there isn't any more Summer Game Fest events scheduled. So why was Activision and like Warner Brothers on there? Because they didn't show any of the Warner Brothers games. And there might have been some like Activision stuff that was in there. But uh, yeah... They they didn't show all of the companies that were on there, so I'm I'm just confused as to kind of what happened. Because I remember last year when we had I think the first summer game fest, and we had like daily reveals. I think it was for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and there was loads of stuff that came out. I thought that was going to be what happened this year, but all of the announcements for like any of that have like there's, there's nothing else left. Um, are you as confused as I am as to what that was all about? Yeah, I I am, but it's one of those things that it's kind of in the back. I got you know that in the back of my mind, so we'll just have to see what happens. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, but we've got EA Play coming up, so we'll see what happens from that. 
So maybe they'll tell us what the uh, what was it called again? High promotion technology is for FIFA. So yeah. Uh, Anyway, if you'd like to let us know what you think of everything we discussed or anything that you want to discuss for gaming or entertainment talk, matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes, so let us know what you think. Uh, Look out for tomorrow, uh, another Monsters at Work podcast, and uh, we're back this week with Breaking Bad as well. We've had a couple of weeks off uh, because David had like a couple of weeks break and stuff. Uh, Geek Town Radio is back this week as well. You can listen to the new episode right now if you go to geektown.co.uk or you search for Geek Town on your favourite podcast platform, go and get yourself subscribed over there. That episode is out now, so that means Breaking Bad Podcast will be back this week. We've only got two more episodes left for Season 2. Uh, that's the rewatch kind of podcast, so look out for that tomorrow. And I think that will kind of be it for this week until, like, Sunday, Monday-ish. We'll see what happens. But uh, thank you all very much for listening to everything that we do. If you want to find the other stuff that we do, entertainmenttalk.org for all of our TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast as well. So check out all of that. Uh, I am aware, by the way, Man United's preseason starts this week, but it's preseason, so it's just kind of like training matches almost. So there won't be any podcast for that particularly. Like I said, with the United cast, uh, I'll be back early August-ish to do a big kind of preview, just sort of round up all the news from the summer, like transfer news and stuff. So look out for that later. So that's kind of the update for the United cast. Uh, but look out for Monsters at Work and Breaking Bad tomorrow on entertainmenttalk.org. And podcast platforms and like i said here in a couple of weeks ted lasso season two starts so look out for that as well and all the other stuff that we got going on on the website uh if you'd like to support entertainment talk if you like what you've heard you want to support more of it and get involved with more of it you can either listen to more of the episodes either on the website entertainmenttalk.org or you can find us on podcast platforms uh, other ways you can support us as well, you can simply just tell other people that you know about what we do and tell them where they can find it. So with the website and tell them the content that we do and that sort of thing. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like to use, uh, spread the word on those platforms, let people know what we do, where they can find it, all that good stuff as well. So you can do that. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options so have a look at that if you'd like to uh like i said david is back this week with geek town geek town dakota ek and geek town radio those are back on tuesdays look out for the new episode today and the episodes in the following weeks uh bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s you can go and give her a follow over there you can also follow me on twitch as well etalk uk for all of my stream, uh, Twitch streams, and if you're curious, uh, my Last of Us 2 full playthrough is over there with the Platinum Run and everything for YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>